Hello everybody and welcome to yet another episode of Kill Shuffle. I'm Donald. I'm Dylan. And we're here. Yeah. We've made it. We're frosty. Somehow. Um, we are. We arrive at the end of a very long road. No, no, no. We're, we're good. We're, we're, we're in fine fettle. Yeah, you know, I may think next week. Basically like, oh god, I gotta think about the top 20. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Stop. at that point. Leave me alone. But, but this no, is we are. The, this is the apex of... Uh, our uh, overload and we the apex right. legends yeah let's see now it is it is i think i think i think we're we're we're, we're into silly season um it's rocktober it's and, and albums are coming thick and fast so we're very pleased to bring you reviews for the new albums from trivium pink panthers Sungazer, and tom morello this week along with a look back way 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 back to 2020 to talk about Barty Strange mm-hmm. um, on his debut album Live Forever so it's, it's, it's a packed programme that's to say nothing of all the albums that came out today I would run out of breath just naming them um, it's, an, it's, a, it's going to be an insane few weeks uh, and then we'll, we'll, take, yeah, our, we'll take our annual hibernation period yeah of course you have a plane flight to catch so you can listen to all this music I, I do. I'm actually, yeah, I'm looking forward to having a bit of time, hopefully, in transit. Yeah, uh, Germany's four hours. I in know. Germany. Yeah, exactly. So, we've so yeah, so uh, the reason I'm going to Germany, well, you're just back from Spain, first of all. So yes. Did you, did you get to experience any, any music of any description? Uh, no, yes. Sometimes. I was in, I was in uh, Granada. Yep. Uh, got uh, Hello, up Fada. near the Alhambra, up near that castle. Hello, Fada. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Camp Granada. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was sleeping at night and my parents were out there like, okay, we're just going to go out for a few hours at night. I was conked out and I just kind of heard at 11, like, oh, we're, we're downstairs at the pub. And uh, I just heard music there. Just heard like nice. typical like kind of flamenco at the at the pub music. So that's the closest I got, but great experience. But that's what you, I mean, that's what you want. That's what you pay for it is. Um, is the authentic um, Spanish flamenco experience. What we'll be getting in Berlin is nothing like the traditional German <laughs> music experience, but um, my band Drawing Weather are flying over to play our first ever gig. So if you happen to be in Berlin on the 29th of October, by all means, come down to Loophole. Um, you'll find all the details online, but the venue is called Loophole. Where we'll be on around half past eight. Uh, admission is free. There's a donation if you'd like, but admission is free. So if you happen to be in Berlin, we'd love to see you. And uh, it's the first chance you get to hear... Papaya Whip, which is our debut single, and then also Two, which is our brand new second single coming out on Friday. Yes. Willkommen zu Drawing mm. Wetter. Ich, I, I, I can't, I was going to try and say we will be Berliners, but I, I don't, not, my grasp of German doesn't carry over into tenses. Oh, shit. Will be? Will be. Von Zick? Von Zick? Von Das Berlinen. So yeah, so look forward to that. Um, in terms of yeah, that's that's that that's a little bit exciting. So we'll obviously we'll give a full report on my gig in the next show. Um, anything else news wise? Uh, gigs? I think that's probably worth talking about for a second. Yes. So first of all, gigs were on, and then gigs were cancelled. So 
We had to turn it on and off again. To we had to. We basically had to reboot gigs. The, the government <laughs> to get so, it working. To to do a very brief recap of what the situation has been like in our, excuse me, um, so for the past few weeks we've been living in a grey zone where gigs have been taking place in quote unquote test events and limited seated capacities. Um, I got to see. I was very privileged to see Soda Blonde and the Scratch upstairs in the top deck at the Lighthouse in Dunleary, which is very near us. Um, both gigs were amazing in their own different ways. Mm. Soda Blonde, just to see them back imagine. on home turf, it was, you know, it was like a homecoming concert, and they just played their hearts out. People were standing at their tables, but it was a pretty low key affair. Um, and, and what was, was the capacity? Uh, for I. That? Yeah, I want to go ahead and say there was maybe... I think that place, if you were to pack it to the gills, probably you'd get maybe 200 people in there. Yeah. Maybe at a push, 250. And maybe there were 60 people there, something like that. Um, but that was brilliant. And then the following week... Uh, go I'm sorry, that's what I was going to say. I realised I could have gone in there free. <laughs> you could have just walked up the stairs. And I think that's what a lot of people did the following week because of the scratch. Okay, okay. Much. Apart from the party, fact that there were party of too more, many, more of a party atmosphere. Yeah, they're kind of a. There were a band called Red Enemy, who were one of the the big, big in the Irish sense, but one of the more well known Irish metal acts of say five or six years ago, um, converged style, and now they play a sort of amalgam of Irish folk and trad with a metal energy. I saw the videos. Yeah, party. They're also, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but they but they still they do growls and stuff in it, and they've Trojan horse it all in Good. to 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 a more palatable Good. package. It's great, but at that gig, I would say that there were people who came up the stairs, and also at a certain point they sort of said, "Get up out of your seats," and everybody did, and it kind of became a normal gig. I'll be honest. Um, so gigs were sort of happening, kind of sort of not really, but they were, and then the idea was that today. They were going to lift all restrictions, basically Freedom Day, you know, go, go, go about your business as you mm. please. And then at the 11th hour, we were told, actually, no, it's seated only for the next... Seven, two, two hours before yeah. organizers had to do their shit. Yeah. And, and gigs um, have been organized and stuff, so yeah. And recently, yeah. it fixed back again. Mm. Um, and then last night, we heard, oh no, th- this is the third thing. I woke up this morning and kind of got the news of it, I guess. Oh, I thought it was late last night, but it could have been early this morning. Yeah, I, I got the news at least. You're, yeah. yeah, you're an early bird. But basically now it's uh, 1,500 people in a standing section plus fully seated. We can talk about that. Yeah, yeah which covers n- almost Most, all venues in Ireland, actually. actually. Yeah, Nothing too gigantic compared comparatively. Uh, Belfasters, big stuff. Oh, yeah, but they're... Stadiums, technically. They have different rules. I think they're... Slain... Slain, but well, that's outdoor. Think to... I think it's full capacity outdoor. Indoor, okay, okay, you're right, you're right. In the three arena, for example, I don't know what the. I'm sure it. I'm sure that the open area, the standing area, holds more than fifteen hundred people. I'm sure probably at its full capacity that holds about six thousand people, maybe, yeah. and then a further, you know, yeah. however many six thousand in the in yeah. the seats. Altogether, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, but for most purposes, for most normal gigs, it looks like they can go ahead, which is just, great. Just the the gosh darn misunderstanding of mm. of music as a concept in in concert form from the government. Like, oh, yeah. Does that mean like if I'm at home and my my roommate's playing guitar late, mm. do I have, do I have to sit down? <laughs> do I have to sit Basically, down while yeah. he's playing? Yeah, it's 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 insane. And well, you say the fundamental misunderstanding of the government when it comes to music concerts, but also. <laughs> When it comes clubs, to nightclubs, clubs. they mentioned that you 
must wear a mask unless you are dancing, drinking, or eating. There's other things. <laughs> Now, the percentage, the pie chart is along with a certain other thing. There used to be in the 70s and early 80s, there was a rule that you had to serve food at midnight to, to run a late license, right? So yes. the people that wrote that rule probably hadn't been to a nightclub since about 1983 when they used to get a curry at, at midnight. Uh, so, you know, ridiculous stuff. But still, the, the bottom line is, as far as we know, gigs can take place, which is... Great news. Um, we wait and see, but... Never thought we'd yeah. see the day. That'll be the day. But next year, we'll probably be a little bit more all right. Yeah, hopefully. You know. We just got to get through, I think, given a nasty Christmas, winter's always pretty yeah. nasty for, for sicknesses and stuff, so mm. of course there's going to be more cases in whatever yeah, respect, for sure. naturally. For sure. That's how sickness works. And um, yeah, the government's going to freak out again, but... Hmm. Yeah, and I actually don't have any. I don't have anything booked in. I will say I have a Suifa on New Year's. Yes, that's something that I'd like to see in some format. I'm thinking of going to see a Suifa if tickets are still available in the middle of November, Um, but that's that's all I've got in the diary. Yeah, we shall see. Um, Anything else? Aob? Uh, no, just lots of cool bands releasing singles. (laughs) It's it's kind of overflowing. I can't really keep track. Yeah. To be honest, just great reunions and stuff. Mainly, we can expect stuff. a new Kavinsky track yeah. in the coming months. And not just one that's some some guy trying to like troll the Spotify mm. waves. No, yeah. No, that that, that was a... Somebody was got a, on as a muse and just kind of put their own shit up. That was a glitch of the Matrix. Um, Easy to do, though. The real Kavinsky is coming back soon, yes. which is very exciting. For those of us in the... He doesn't fuck around when he actually comes back. It takes a decade, so... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Well, then, in that case, yeah. it's time, time, time runneth amok. So let's get started. Um, in the Court of the Dragon is the tenth studio album from. Uh, is, is it Orlando they're from? I think it's Orlando. Yes. Yeah, Orlando, Florida's Trivium. Yes, this is the third Trivium album that we will have covered on the show. That's we're beginning to show our age now. I think. Spoiling you guys. We're getting long in the tooth. Uh, so we covered. 2017, I think 2017, Sin in the Sentence, uh, 2020's What the Dead Men Say, and here we are a year later, a year and change later. Less than a year. Oh, is it? Less than a year, yeah. Oh, okay. Alright, well, regardless, anyway, it's... What they were talking about, they were recording this almost back-to-back, the other one, like, just right after, just giving a few months more notice, the kind of writing sessions began. I think it's more like, I think it was April 2020, though. But it doesn't matter. It's 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 in and around a year, if not a year and a bit. Yeah. Um. But a crazy quick turnaround for for an album cycle, which makes sense. There hasn't been a huge amount of touring. Yeah, they're Although, not touring. Yeah. They're putting their energy into albums, and that's extremely easy to do when you're a strong. You have a, a strong work ethic. as yeah. These guys. And Matt Matt, Matt Heafy famously has has sort of a side gig or a side hustle as a music Twitch streamer. Yes. Fair to say. Yes. Successful one. Right, let's say that's not no easy feat. Mm. If you don't want to get sued by your own record label or just DMCA, but hey, yeah, he found a way, and he, I think he's having fun with it. Good, yeah, good. Um, you probably don't need us to recap our existing relationship with Trivium. We've gone through this every single time. Mine's just, flip floppy. Yeah, well, well, I think yours is less, maybe. No, it's pretty flip floppy. Okay, it's pretty flip floppy <laughs> okay. because. Because, you know... Well, again, mine's being like, I always kind of disliked them. Oh, okay. But then I grew to tolerate them, then to like. 
Yeah. That, that's the trajectory. That's where we're going. At this point yeah. in time, there have now been more trivium records that I don't like or I'm pretty meh on than trivium records that I like. But the, the trivium records that I like, I love. So I app, Ascendancy is one of my favorite albums. Probably my favorite metal album of all time. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. I, sure. I think Ascendancy, start to finish, is fucking incredible. Amazing record. Uh, and then I think In Waves is almost as good. So those are two albums that are like all timers for yeah, me. Memorable. And then I think Shogun is pretty good. I don't go back to it that much. Uh, I think The Crusade is straight up hot garbage. As is Vengeance Falls. As is Silence of the Snow. Oh, um, the Draymond one was Vengeance Falls, right? Yeah, that's the Draymond one. Um, I thought I thought Sin in the Sentence was an exceptional comeback. And I gave that an 8 out of 10 review. And I stand by that. I think it's a really good record. Um, I was listening back to it a little bit. And it stands up. Okay. Um, and I think... What the dead men say? I liked it. Yeah, I like you. Liked it. I liked it. I had things. Yeah, about we, it. We both still, liked it. Yeah, I still stick with it. Yeah, I think we both gave it a seven, maybe. Um, yeah. Okay. Or I believe that. I think that sounds very right. I haven't <laughs> listened back to some of the reviews. Um, but yeah, I thought what the dead men say was a bit overthought. I will say. I how do I mean? Or like, like consider considering what came before. A bit too calculated or something in its construction. Very much. Well, I, I, I made I, to I, made to order. Well, I imagine at the time they had to really kind of polish their shit. If, yeah, they, I, they saw the reception from the other album. I'm sure they wanted to up the ante a bit, mm. or maybe the one before. I guess they're they're on a trajectory that they wanted to keep this time. Yeah, I think so. So where does that land us with in the court of the dragon? That's what I want to know. So. We've had, we've had essentially now two quote-unquote returns to form. In other words, the sentence sentence and what the dead men say were both very critically well-received, particularly what the dead men say, which I actually didn't think was as good as the sentence, but anyway. But that, they've been on an upward, say they were here, down here, getting, you know, pretty much lambasted by all fronts on the, on the vengeance falls and silence in the snow. Send the sentence, everyone goes, wow, that's a return to form. They're actually back on, you know, they're back in form. And then what did I men say? I didn't think it was as good, but most people, critics and stuff, said that's amazing, great. They're 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 on a run of form. So does in the court of the dragon continue that run of form? Uh, it goes a little different. It goes a little differently, um, but it also polishes off fence sitting as really always. Well. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 It's it's they like off the bat like thematically they're going for you know a bit more of a a. a creative mythologized <clears throat> mythologized fantastical element yeah it. like there's not a lot of like songs from like about things that he's going through from the heart that kind of thing there's a lot of yeah kind of storytelling of this as well that's a great observation there was more of the personal on yeah. sin the sense very much so and, and, and what the dead men say yeah yeah so this is i think they've touched on this kind of stuff before a bit right Show but it's been a while it's yeah, been a Show whole long while yeah yeah um, for sure and this is taken from 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 like mythology with Damocles and yep. dragons and all oh, a whole whole load of things yeah yeah right. definitely the album cover really kind of shows that in a nutshell <laughs> yeah it's, it's such a <laughs> oil painting kind of it's it's a cool image right it's such I'd rather a, see it in like a yeah. zero in a museum in a in yeah. a gallery than than like on um, this tiny square right right well it was actually displayed yeah. at Bloodstock hell yeah that's uh, awesome yeah, yeah, Bloodstock was the festival that went ahead. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah they had a gallery and, and cool. it was displayed. On it. Listen, I think it's a perfectly nice painting. It, it, it's not my style of artwork. I do think there's a tendency 
in the metal it's, community. It's, it's, yeah, it's mean and potato. We talked about this before. It, there's there's this sort of feeling that the more detailed your illustration, the better your artwork is, and I don't think that's necessarily true at all. You know, but they're like, oh, look how detailed that no, painting is. I know is. what they're okay. going for Greco-Roman. Yeah, art is insane like this, and they stuck to that exactly. It's a cool painting. I I appreciate the art. It's cool. Um, so I think. Yeah, so this, this album begins with... I love the way we haven't answered that last question, but that's okay. The album begins with sort of Gregorian chant, courtesy of Ishan from Emperor. Cool. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. He, that's cool. I only know him... The only reason... I don't know any Emperor. The only reason I know is, I know is Ishan's backing band is Leprous. Right? Oh, shit, yeah. That's yeah. how I know them. But... So that, that gets things off to a good start. I think In the Court of the Dragon is a good opener. It's very good. Yeah. It's extremely good. Yeah. It's really, really fucking good. Yeah. So um, yeah, got a whole lot of the the typical mm. really good um, single bait you get from a trivium. Yeah, yeah, polish. It's it's, it's got the got the trivium stomp. The yeah, 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 yeah. But it's also big. Um, it's fast. It sets the pace for this album pretty well, which is non-stop. There's a, there's a certain pace this all goes through, except for one song kind of through. I think it's um. Uh, I think it's the Shadow of the Avatar. One of the one of the more quiet folksy yeah, ones. Yeah. Do 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 do. That's yeah. that one. Yeah. Very much Elder Scrolls y. No. Oh, which yeah. fucking hey, uh, the Phalanx is um, in a trailer for uh, the Elder Scrolls Online. So go oh, figure. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I will say overall, I think it's this is Josh Wilbur's Simply. third uh, album with them as uh-huh. a producer, and yeah. I think. It's probably the best it's sounding the best. one. It's totally the best sounding one. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The louder the volume, the clearer I can pick up everything, and it doesn't get muffled. Yeah. Still, has the it has the best weightiness to a Drivium album I've heard since, I guess, some of the first. Yeah. Albums. Probably, probably in Waves. Uh, it's probably it's the actually when I when I question it's the best production I've had since in Wave in Waves. It has enough of the treble bite from Ascendancy and In Waves. But it's also but got it's the bass. Hefty. It's yeah, got, loads of bass. It's got the clankiness of the bass, which yeah. is so hard to hear in metal these days. Yeah. And you can hear it all the way through, really. There's even some, like, space for the bass yeah. to kind of lead lead the show, which is really cool. Yeah, what's the what's the song? Is it um, Feast of Fire, where Paolo yeah. gets a bit of a... Yeah. He gets sort of a chance to do his Tool impression. <laughs> yeah. In the verse, it's quite cool. Yeah, I mean, later on, uh, with... Fall into your hands as well. There's a bit of tool stuff going on there as well. Yeah, or or no way back. Just through. Oh yeah, yeah there's yeah, some yeah, really yeah, cool yeah, Meshuggah yeah. kind of tool esque riffing. Yeah, no way back. Just through open is probably chord, the most open chord kind of grooviness. See that's see no way back. Just through is like the in waves tribute. I think on the record, it's that's got good. The, I like that. It's I got the tremolo picking it. and the melodic syncopated kicks and. And, and yeah, it's, it's. I think No Way Back just just through is is really really good. Um, it, they what they do on this one is they really draw from specific eras of their career. I each think each time each song is a different kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Bit, like, of, bit of neoclassical for uh, Crisis of Revelation, which would harken back to their first album and a little bit of Crusade and you know that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's there's a real I mean there's some very specific references like on Fall Into Your Hands that 
you know, it starts with a drum fill or like a really complicated yeah, drum yeah, part, yeah, yeah. and that that's that sugar part. Yeah, not even. It's just. I mean, like, well, it's well, it's the start of pull hard in your strings. You're like it's very similar to the iconic opening to that song. Yeah. Um, and also in uh, a Crisis of Revelation, mm-hmm. there's that you know that this kind of this the ascending. Uh, part in the A Crisis of Revelation. The guitar part underneath is so similar to the title track of, of Ascendancy. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I kept on singing it in my head. I mean, it's it's almost a carbon copy. That's obviously, you know, intentional. Um, I, I almost think they, d- they don't get away with that one, actually, because it's really? so similar. Okay, I'll have to um, go back. Yeah. But I, th- I thought it was You know, you know that song? Ascend above the ashes of the world I once knew. I won't pretend I do. Ah, it's okay. I'll have to go back. It's, no, you, you, know, you need to get you get acquainted with that album, but it's very, very similar. Um, you know, but then there's lots of places where they, they do something a bit different. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting things. Kind of, I, what is it? I, like Crooner Matt on Shadow of the Abattoir. I don't know if that super works. You know that he does that kind of bootsy um, croon yeah. underneath it's the. All right, he's got a, the Elder Scrolls he's riff. Get, he's getting better. Yeah, right? here's the thing. He he's getting he's, he's getting technically better. Matt Heavey's voice <laughs> is getting technically. Better. He does, he does go very uh, Bruce Dickinson at points on this, right? Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of real power <laughs> metal moments, and we talk about them on the every feelings. album. The yeah. feeling's a great ending, but uh, still. I think the I think the actual ending to that song is really good, but it ends on a yeah high note like yeah. a, like a almost like a hit. Or, whoa, wait, there's no more music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like about to go into something even bigger. But then there's some moments where I think, come on, Matt, what are you doing? It's not so much how he sings. His he, he's, his voice has almost gotten too professional. Well, I think I, I I prefer him this over doing the Hetfield. Which he did. With yeah, but well, that was just one album. But, and the Draymond, to be fair, yes. But like... He's he, past that, which is good. Chorus-wise, is that a strong chorus I'm from Dawn to Deccan? It's that, all we need and all we want just when I'm gonna find like a fucking blur. Like, it's not a very strong chorus melody. I think that's that's an issue with a lot of this record. It goes it's a bit, really it's hard. A, it's a bit blurry for me yeah. to most metal bands these days. But yeah, like... Like the, like the the music the instrumentation goes so so hard and Matt is I wish it was a faster song. To yeah, be honest. it kind of it slogs a bit that part. Uh oh oh Dawn of Decadence. Yeah, just yeah. that part at least. I don't know. I would have gone a bit more up tempo with that. Yeah, part. it's kind of a half time every time. And then I think you know if I'm gonna fall fall into your hands. I could I could do For with those. Part, those all ones. this album is very energetic. That's yeah. the biggest part about this. If you're in for that, then this album is. Almost beat for beat. Yeah, Very but but paced. but but for some reason the the choruses always, nearly always in this record are kind of half time. Like I think, yeah. I I think the reason that the Court of the Dragon as a song works so well because it's like in spite of all the hate, be and you got that and it's absolutely fucking going hell for leather. And I think what's the song that has the kind of a. The weird, like, kind of the sub bass. Oh, I love that. That's which is it? I that's I love that. It's it's um, it's it's either like a sort of a Damocles or uh, or Feast of Fire. No, no, it's a little later. It's like in the last section. No, no, no. Sorry, it's Christ of Revelation. Yeah, yeah, Christ of Revelation. Beautiful part. So good. Yeah, it really makes something that sounds kind of typical, a bit more um, 
Oh. Like, there's a bit more kind of, like, urgency to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, it's fantastic. It's, yeah, like, like you say, like, yeah. like a phased yeah, wah yeah. base or something. Really unexpected a for a metal record. A bit more movie-esque. Um, instead of just meat and potatoes, guitar, bass, lead, guitar, yeah. drums. I, I, I really would love if, if Trivium could someday kind of incorporate a bit more of that. Yeah. You know, get a bit more kind of uh, what if with, with the mes- metal stuff. Because they've obviously perfected the, the neo-class... Yeah, uh, neoclassical, like kind the kind of, of classic heavy metal inspired. Yeah, it's yeah. it's heavy metal meets um, it's like a, I guess just your your um. I would say melodeath. Yeah, melodeath. Um, yeah, not quite metalcore at all anymore. Nah, and they never no. really were. There's very little, even on Ascendancy. There's very little yeah. what you would call metalcore. It's just they've always been in. I don't know. I've seen that on some metalcore compilation CDs. No, I, I know they were. Word for it. Yeah, I know they were, they were always labeled as metalcore, but I don't think Truman said anything like you know, "Kill Switch Engage." They'll call me Excellent. or fucking name name another one like "Bury Tomorrow" or any of that. Like, they don't sound like kind of typical metalcore I don't yeah. think like lately with metalcore it's very much more stagnant I think it can be yeah, yeah. it can It can be for yeah. sure There's not, I, don't, I don't know yeah. if this is any doing any good service for ordinary metal to, to kind of proceed with changing up the, 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 the rhythm of things I don't think it needs to do that I I, that's what I will say I, I don't think, think it, it needs to do that but what I think it needs to do what I think it, a trivia record needs to do is it needs to well, they're finally at their comfort zone right this, yeah. is, this is a good comfort zone for Trivium. Yeah. It sounds unique. Maybe not unique, but it sounds Trivium. Right? It sounds very Trivium. Yeah. yeah. And they're finally at the point of, of many albums. Like there's not a Trivium. Really sounding so sure of themselves. You could pick up a guitar if you were good enough a guitar. I'm not. But you could pick up a guitar and play a Trivium riff, which I think is and off the top of your head. You, <laughs> you could couldn't just, play the solos. You, you know, you, you, you go like... Corey Bolu is his Bolu. name. Yeah. Um, Astonishing guitarist. Amazing guitarist, yeah. I don't know how. I don't know how he does no, it. He's great. Um, there's so much guitar wankery in this, it's incredible. And and there's a great there's a great uh, Alex Bent as well does some fantastic drum work. There's an amazing fill on one of the tracks. Um I can't remember which track it is now, but like you you know it when it comes in because everything else drops out. Oh, all these songs. Court of the Dragon. It's it's Christ's Revelation again. Clearly, I mean, we're going to say that because we keep mentioning it. It's such a good song. The midsection is great. Um, yeah, Court of the Dragon is great as well. But here's the thing. When I think about Trivium, I think about A, solos, of which there are a few really good ones. Yeah. Not memorable in this. Just good. Very yeah. good. Technically, Technically good. Technically proficient. And I think of great choruses. Like a lot of the, you know, especially on In Waves as an example. Like, there's some just amazing, huge choruses. If you think of In Waves yeah. or Are Dust Dismantled or Black or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the I just... The melodies of the chorus, uh, choruses on this, there are exceptions. I think Feast of Fire mm. is great. You know, Good that, single. Good single. I'm crawling. It's a great chorus. sounds old chorus. school, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Christ's Revelation is a great chorus as well. Time will remain. Da, 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 da. It's a very kind of ascendancy style chorus melody. But I think in the majority of the songs, the chorus has let, let it down a bit. It goes half time and Matt does some kind of kind of power metal thing, yes. you know. And what I want I from already Trivium, came off. I already came off the most recent Iron Maiden album. Mm. Kind of dread, dreading the possibility. He came off the world's slowest travelator. Yeah, it really is. It really was. <laughs> I listened to like two songs. I was like, "Life's too short." It's very, whoa. it's a, it's a slog. Yeah. For one, there's not 
you know, fucking, it's Japanese inspired, not a single bit of kind of Japanese instrumentation, nothing, nothing. Nah. It just sounds like Iron Maiden. Nah. But I digress, I just... Digress away. We never covered them, so let me throw a bit of trash. Thank you very much. I appreciate that because the album is like three hours long. Um, yeah, what I want for Trivium, I don't, I don't want a lot. All I want is memorable solos. What's a focused album? Fantastic choruses that I can get buried in my brain. Right under an hour. Right under an hour. It's focused... Ish. Ish. That's not. That's pretty long. But it, no, then it feels it. Like, but it's fine. But the last thing that I really want is like an adrenaline rush, and I understand that I'm old and I'm tired, and I I don't have the same positivity as I used to. But but I still get that adrenaline rush. It's from it's here. A, it is. Yeah, it is here. It's here, but it's there's not that much of it to go around. I don't think. I think. I think. You know. I think you're talking about. The, the second half of like a sort of a Damocles there's a lot more kind of prog metal elements in this yeah this bit of dream which takes a bit of patience yep it's not, it doesn't need to be totally frantic or else it wouldn't be prog and yeah that's true that's true like there's bits that I can appreciate on this yeah. a, lot and, of, a lot of moving elements and parts like yeah. in no way no way back yeah there's lots of moving bits like lots of key changes there's a mad key change in Shadow of the Abattoir yeah. towards the end um but it's it's all it's all quite impressive, but it just makes me think. I sort of go, well, you know, am I getting that feeling of like, adre- like wanting to just throw myself into a pit that I would get from? I mean, you put on in waves. I'm like, or whatever, you know, or 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 the start of you know, gunshot to the head trepidation or whatever, one, like one of those songs. I just don't get that from like, the march. Thing yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like Marge doing slam dancing. Like that's that's what I want. And this is, you know, a lot of it is very, it's considered. It's very calculated. Yeah. It's very technically proficient. Matt Heavey's voice sounds great, but it's something, I don't know, I feel like Lyrically, it's inspiring in a good, you know, fascinating storytelling manner, which is yeah. fun. That takes a bit of effort. I hate to do this as well, because I was giving Renfrey Deadman shit on, on Twitter for kind of, being, but I think his criticism of Trivium is kind of garbage anyway. He's like, they don't have an identity. I think I'm they do have an identity. I'm close to that. I think they do. I'm, I'm really close to that. I think they absolutely do have an identity. It's, it's, it's a pretty regular kind of identity. It's just them. It's it's not going to move any mountains for me. It's, it's them. It's just them. Mm. It's better than like Machine Head. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I'm bit. not a big Machine Head By a bitch. By a bit. But no, but that's the thing is I think they're, ca- they're so capable, but they've just decided that the thing that they want to do isn't the thing that I think that they're best at. They've they've gone for the super, super technical route and I think they're better. And Matt, let's face it, his voice is never, he's never going to go back to the more ragged performances of the early albums. He's he's now, he's a precise, almost sort of operatic singer. Yeah, he's, he, he treats his voice pretty well, actually. Yeah. He's a very, very healthy metal singer, which is good. Yeah. A, a, a slight negative... Yeah. To that positive, I guess. So yeah. He has to like, be. he's very much... He, he does very much pitch screams now, which I know he learned from Melissa Cross. Um, yes. Which is good for his voice, but... <laughs> he's he, he's a Twitch streamer, dude. That always, that drains... You know, speaking mm. for five hours straight, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. That I know. kills. I know. And then you're a vocalist in a metal band on top of that? Yeah. Shit. It's not easy. It's not easy. And Me. there's some great vocal stuff on here. Like, the Shadow of the Abattoir, that... There's a great chorus vocal there. A lot of it I can appreciate more than I really get into. There are moments where I do, but like, you know, some stuff, 
So, you know, like the verse in sort of Adamocles, what a missed opportunity. That vocal, like that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, you can't do better than that. That's like a nursery rhyme rhythm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like, Matt, what are you doing? Where's the like where's the energy? I get it's it's energetic, but where is the where's the danger? That's the thing. I, I, I and it's here in parts, but I think they're just trying to be a bit too clever with a lot of the stuff. And it's not because I don't think Trivium have an identity or anything like that. I think they're they're a great band, a phenomenal band. And like I said, they've written two of my favourite albums of all time. And I, I think this is very good, right? Yeah. But um, I have issues with it. And uh, if you want to see how like it's created, the whole kind of stuff, he, he he's there last night on his, on hmm. you know, Logic Pro, just working out uh, yeah. Gordon Dragon yeah. on the stems. It's yeah. fantastic stuff to see. He all comes together. So yeah. And it's what produced with them as well. He, I think he does a lot of it as well. Oh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you co-produced with Josh. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. That's a bit of a rant. I, 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 will say that at the start of the week, I was fully bought in and ready to come in and kind of give this a Same. very strong review. And I can't actually decide. I'm getting a kind of a mixed vibe from you. Do you, do you really like this, or do you think it's okay? Uh, I, I think, I think it has a lot more energy than you think it does. It's just directed in a different no, way. No, I know it. I know I can tell it as a lot. I mean, I'm just going to give... I'll give it a, a high seven. Yeah. the bat. Yeah, okay. To be honest. Um, still consistently as good as... Maybe not as good as the last one. I think the last one had a few more elements that I yeah. kind of vibed with a bit more. Yeah. I felt a little bit more metalcore at the end that I liked. Yeah. I liked the certain kill switch elements. See, that's the thing. I Yeah, I kind of... I really mm, like that sound. I do enjoy that. I, I enjoy no the more, sound. There's no more kill switch... I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, they're doing their own stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, 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 you know, I really, I'm shocking myself here, but. I prefer this over new Kill Switch. I'll say that much. The newest of the new. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, I'll probably give it a six, which I never thought I'd hear myself say, well, I, well obviously I, I, would. I would give <laughs> Silence of the Snow like a three and like Vengeance of the Snow two. So. with these guys. I am. Yes. But I did give Sin in the Sentence an excellent review and I gave What the Dead Men Say a pretty good review. But I think... Yeah. I just think the more they continue down this path, you know, there's going to be bits... There's going to be bits that I really enjoy and bits that I go... Ugh. And we kind of do the same review every time with Trivium. So let's move along! That's okay. Just tell me what your favourite uh, track is and then we'll... Um, I think it's the same as yours, you know. Oh, yeah? Well, my um, favourite track is probably... The Crisis of Revelation? Well, I'm gonna take No Way Back just through because I think that's great too. Really good on. Yeah, so those 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 are my two favorites. Um, by, uh, I, by enjoy, quite a I enjoy the Court of the Dragon because it keeps the momentum through the chorus. Yeah, and I enjoy Feast of Fire as well. I think that's a good that's a good song. Um, all right, so that's in the Court of the Dragon uh, by Trivium. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you in six months for the next. Trivium on the big screen now. There is Matt. There <laughs> yeah, is the man. There is the man himself. Um, May we talk about Pink Panthers? Yes. Yes. All right. This is an interesting proposition. So Pink Panthers is the latest TikTok sensation. Is um, she? She is. Okay. So she is a mystery woman from Bath. Um, she's either 19 or 20. Nobody's quite sure. I'd say 20. Seeing how these recordings go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In hindsight, she's singing about being 19. Yep. Album comes out a year later. Yep. Well, technically, it's a mixtape, but let's not get it. You know, I, this is being built it as a mixtape. Yeah, it's yeah. a bridge to something. So obviously. it's 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 it is but eighteen minutes. Um, 
So it's a very, very, very short thing, but it's not an EP. And to be honest with you, I think of it as an album in my head because it feels very substantial. Uh, I will say. No, I get through it like a mixtape. You, yeah, no. It, well, it is a mixtape. Well, so mix, well mixtapes, I listen to them just like in a flash. Yeah. And, and this is definitely no exception to that. Yeah. Um, so, so basically the story of Pink Panthers is very straightforward. She, um, you know, she, 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 she moved to London um, she wasn't really getting any traction with her music. She sort of tried putting it up on Spotify and she tried putting it up on SoundCloud, etc. etc. and wasn't getting anything and then just started uploading songs to TikTok. And they were picked up um, and all of a sudden she became sort of a breakout star and people were using her songs and videos, blah, 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 blah. Um, and she's part of what's known as the new nostalgia, quote-unquote. I, I find that fascinating. Yeah. And, and existentially... Um dreadful terrifying <laughs> yeah. oh terrifying because because the nostalgia that we're like te- we're like 10 years ahead of that yeah yeah right. exactly right right solid so generation like, like the nostalgia that, that 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 she the childhood nostalgia that she's reaching for is the last 10 years yeah it's like oh i mean her I think, nostalgia or, is after myspace ended yeah yeah that's yeah, frightening yeah, yeah. to me truly yeah to be fair to to be fair to pink panthers like i do think that there's a quite a lot of like early 2000s yeah, in her sound yeah. she's so proficient at reaching back to stuff yeah. that I totally surprised me for, for her age and right I'm not going to be ageist at all with this yes yeah. I'm proud of so it's not like this is this. like this isn't this isn't even though she is you know she's only kind of was born around the millennium like this isn't the sound of someone who came of age in 09, 010, 11 you know it's, it's not a throwback to 2011 It's it does sound like a throwback to the glory days of garage and drum she's, and bass she's, and breakbeat. She's taken breakbeat. She's taken from genres that don't really exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. To a full degree. Yeah, particularly like like, like the sort of, the, the sort of Craig David wing of, of garage inspired pop. There's a lot of that here. Hmm. Um, R and B. I have to say, I do. Do you want to know something funny? Actually, on Last Valentine's, who 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 gets a writing credit? Uh, I don't know. All the members of Lincoln Park. So. I think the guitar part must yes, be... Oh, you recognize sense. it? I do. I do. That's um my December? No. Uh, no, is it? No, it's... it's Something off Minutes of Midnight? <sighs> no, it's one... It's it's off of uh, the second album. or No, the first album or the remix album. Oh, okay. Somewhere there. Interesting. Yeah, so all September. these tracks have yeah. kind of samples and, and, and different things in them. Yeah. Quickly. Um, but... I will say that I now into this, you know, maybe understandably so. I'm kind of thinking, okay, you know, th- this huge artist just burst on the scene this year, hundred million plays per song. This is probably going to be some emo rap trap garbage. I'm sorry, I hate to sound like an old man, but a lot of that stuff does nothing for me. And I put it on. I, ha- I have to say, I was pretty much enthralled from the the. F- the first song mm. and, and I and I really connected with this in a way I wasn't expecting to I think she's got a phenomenal voice yeah. I love that she lets her accent kind of shine through in her voice but also that she harkens back to a do you remember that like there was a couple of years there in the early 2000s when electronic songs that were really pretty organic like they might just have like a yeah, yeah. But apart from that, it would be like guitar and voice. Yeah. I mean, Do you remember for, those? for me, it reminds me the most in in the zeitgeist lately of uh, 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 Caro Caro Benito. No, um, I don't know that. 
uh, really cool artist, um, kind of half half English, half Japanese, shared vocals. Okay. Kind of like this, kind of like this. That okay. same vocal approach. Yeah. Kind of, kind of meekish, kind of yeah. singing over chill, chill wave, tech, technicolor, video gamey stuff. Sure. Except this goes for a bit more of the the late nineties. Well, Lincoln Park were kind of inspired by it with the breakbeats and yeah, and there's like the drum and bass. Um, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, but then then kind of smooth R and B and that kind of sexy acoustic guitar quite quite a bit. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely it's funny. Like, there's tracks. So I, I, she's being lumped in with the likes of Olivia Rodrigo, but then I hear more Kid A area Radiohead yeah, on some of this stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's um. It's kind of fascinating. Like reason, I think is just so melodically complex, and she. A lot of these songs are for the fleeting time. For how short they them. are, yeah, they're like a minute something. Most of them. You can barely get acquainted with them, and that's that's pro- that's my only gripe. Oh really? At all, is that they're so fleeting? The, Never the, a gripe for me. Well, that's why it's a mixtape, dude. Yeah. They're just kind of like uh, glimpses of 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 potential concepts. But then, with. And she probably will expand on some of these songs for albums. But then Glitterary Life is a Lesson, I mean, that's an album. It's only, you know, might, might only be whatever it is, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But it, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big lover of the, and I think maybe because I'm a man who just, I appreciate a short album, but I I, I love when you can get in and, well, and, and, there and are, establish an idea and get there out. There are a couple of these songs that are full, like 19. Yeah, 19, 19 is fantastic. Uh, pain, um... Reason, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is the long is the long one as well? Long, long. It's probably like two minutes thirty or something. Yeah, yeah, and that's enough for like a, a few courses. Yeah. Um, nineteen, I think, for somebody who you know was nineteen when they when they when they recorded it, presumably, like yeah. it's a very kind of visceral look at coming back to you know the place you're from. I'd imagine it was written during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the yeah. forlorn sensation of. Being fucking a teenager during the pandemic. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I, was it was it was the one thing yeah. I never thought I'd be this bored at nineteen. Yeah, this like, bored at nineteen. Oh, it's, try no, twenty eight. <laughs> I never actually, I never twigged the pandemic connection. But you're dead right, and it's 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 that kind of yeah coming back and maybe everything's like all the shops are shut down and your friends mm. don't even care about you anymore and and you you're leaving cert next year. <laughs> yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um. I just yeah, it, fantastic musically, dude. Yeah. Like that song nineteen, we can go on for for years. Yeah, just the bass is kind of like flea. Oh, the bass is great, like what? porcelain era kind of. By the way, flea. It's yeah, beautiful. There's nothing. It's so unexpected. Kind of coasts. It sort of goes into like major key when the rest of the song is in minor. Yeah, yeah it's it, very unusual. It like drifts above everything. Yeah, um, so nicely, and then there's a bit of like, like, like. Uh, String instrument work, yeah. Violins, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of going under it. Swells, yeah. really, really chill, beautiful stuff. Um, yeah. Not overly sad, just kind of contemplative. Yeah, I think I think the album as, cover as seems to be the kind of way with with a. Uh, I love. See, thank you for being depressed. Nostalgia. Thank you for being depressed, Gen Z, because it m- makes your music better. New nostalgia is kind of like yeah. it's it's not totally sad. It's not mopey like like mm. you know. Far yeah. as it would be, I don't know. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Our nostalgia is just kind of yeah. Well, I don't think TikTok and Twitter generations really show their true sadness. You know, mm. um, it would just be too sad. It's just yeah, <laughs> too sad yeah, if they yeah. they showed it all. So yeah. it has to be a little tongue in cheek sometimes, a little kind of savvy far, and just kind of you know, just 
as it were. <laughs> this is this is kind of like like you know how comedians are sometimes with mm. their routines. Yeah, I think that's a good that's a good shout. It's like you're performing something that's you know accessible and mm. and appealing, but it comes from a place of implicit yeah crippling depression um, and yeah. that's what I appreciate about this artist I think she you know she has a real depth of I, I don't know depth, depth of experience but the same thing I think there's a real kind of it just sounds like a world weariness to uh, yeah. her voice even though she's so young there is uh, this all reminds me a lot of um, this artist Matt Watson right. a famous YouTuber who, who did, is doing this kind of stuff as well yeah. a little older in his years but yeah. still young 20s um, yeah very like going through that depressive state of ennui yeah um, it's just very interesting and, and you know a lot of like this is a screensaver from the early 2000s in my background in the background of my yeah. video I wasn't even born then that kind of weird mm. stuff it's very interesting and it all combines to make a very vivid image of something I can't describe what but mm. uh, I've lived that time yeah and yet I can't really piece it out yeah yeah no it's, it's true very interesting. it's true it is. Uh, it is definitely. Um, I think probably there's a lot of highlights. I think just for me is a real is a great um, track. Like do you have them just for me, me, me. That one really reminded me of. I don't know if you remember that song. Two times. Boop, 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 boop. Do you remember that one? Boop, yeah, it's boop, it's, boop, it's really boop, nice reverby, touch and go um, melodics to it. It's one of those. It's one of those. This would have been called a dance track in the charts. Yes. But where's the dance? It's just, you just chopped up your vocal slightly and you've got an electronic drum beat. So There's nothing kind else. Of stuff, yeah. It's other than that, it's like, it's just a regular pop song. Fantastic. I love that. Um, you know, passion is funny. It's kind of, it speaks to, mm-hmm. again, sort of wasted dreams when you're still so fucking young. God damn it. Um, I think Last Valentine's has a, sort of a sped up Hayley Williams yeah. like flowers for petals or petals you know flowers for vases or whatever feel to it it's like that it's yeah. cl- this is very close to that feeling I get from Hayley's new stuff to be honest yeah definitely um, 10 years apart but 10 years apart yeah exactly but but then but then she apparently was a huge Paramore fan and sang in a My Chem tribute band and stuff in school so. whoa yeah like I said crippling depression oh. uh, so it all it all it all feeds in but see my game is very happy in a weird way but anyway yeah well yeah that's um that's yeah that's, that's the <laughs> that's the appeal isn't it maybe um so i think i basically i'm i'm very pleased with this contribution to the show this week it's not often that you just sort of this is a good go gem. right all right what's the zeitgeist ah oh, whoa it's actually good this is a good slice of that zeitgeist because mm. as you know as you probably know i, I detest what TikTok is 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 for the most part um, doing, I think doing the thing to young, is young people about TikTok is that it's so many things. Yeah, but the worst of it is truly abhorrent. Um, it'd be like hating the screen but not knowing what will, will appear on it. Um, yeah, the worst some of, of it TikTok is, is some of it is amazing. Terrible. This yeah. is probably the best of it. Yeah, I I think as so. far as music goes. Yeah, like I genuinely. Can, there, there are songs that I've heard that are TikTok songs that I don't you hear them in just different contexts you know oh what's that or whatever and that I actually listen to so I think TikTok as a music discovery medium is gonna explode even more it's where all the kids are it's where all the kids are but it's pushing a form that that suits me down to the ground yeah. shorter songs and that seemed to be inspired by the early 2000s Mm. Could it's made for me, right? But I think this is really good. Yeah, you've got your 
TikTok, you've got your Roblox and you got your Fortnites. <laughs> those no, those last two can get in the bin. Thank you very much. Poppy was on Roblox actually. She 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 was streaming stuff on Roblox, which is so fucking weird. Poppy's cancelled. Yeah, I know, right? She's off my albums of the year list. And uh, well, Fortnite's Fortnite. So, uh, <laughs> but they have concerts and stuff, and the kids are there, so it's very. Oh, I don't know. No, 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 no. So Absolutely Martin not. Luther, but to be honest. Um, so she was showing me TikTok the other, the other night, which is people who research ticks. Yeah. And um, there's a there's a, there's a TikTok oh, on TikTok. No. Uh, and it, yeah, there's a whole you there's a whole cleaning process. I don't know why you would clean ticks, but I watched a well, minute long video of. Yeah, well, no, the the ticks themselves are being cleaned. They were being put in an alcohol solution and then they were being patted like and all this like pets. But in a, it was like in a science lab. I don't know what the fuck You're was going on. station. <laughs> but um, so I've been on Frog Talk, Owl Talk, Book Talk, Tick Talk, Horse Talk. Uh, horse Talk is important. Horse, yeah. Horses are lovely. Uh, witch Talk. Uh, witch lots, lots of talks. Uh, lots of talks. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. And now I've been on Panther's Talk. So yeah. there you go. That is good. It's really good. Um, yeah. I want so much more of this. Yeah, um, me too. I, I, long I, may it last. And I she's hope. done fucking Parlophone, man. That's like the Beatles record label. So... That's why? insane. No, why? I mean, I know why, why but like... Why not? How? How does it just... I... This song, this album is 18 minutes long. Yes, it is. And it's on Parlophone. <laughs> so... And she... I, I assume she has more more music, right? Uh, No. That's it. Everything that she's released to date is on this. Of course the Windows screensaver is a single yeah. cover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite track? Favorite track, dude, is... um. 19 19 beautiful awesome. yeah, it's so beautiful I'll take um, I will take ooh um probably Reason actually yeah probably Reason I love Reason yeah so that is to, oh sorry well we can't wrap up until we get a score score it for me it's an 8 it's an 8 it's an 8 yes it is because um, it's missing bits, not because yeah. it's worse than a ten. <laughs> it would be a ten if it was a full thing. Yeah. I love the way your your my argument is always convince me, and yours is convince me you're not a ten. Um, exactly. No, it's 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 a it's an eight. It's her fir- very first release. It's it's fantastic for what it is. I love it. I can't wait to hear more from her. It's a solid eight out of ten. I'm delighted. So that's yeah. um, to hell with it by Pink Pantheris. Yes, a little discovery there. Um, I'll give you dealer's choice on what we cover next. Yeah. Let me just get to the playlist so I can remember what the fuck we're doing. Tom Morello. Tom Morello. How about that? Wee, 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 wee. I'm going to... I'll sing that up with something. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure we can find something on the album that sounds like that. So, the, the Atlas Underground Fire is the second... No, is it the second or third? Uh, I should have I I I I taken this down. Um, I think it might actually be the third because he did the Highway and Patrolman or whatever. Yes. That, that solo acoustic album. Um, well, there's Yatless Underground, then there was the World Rebel Songs, then there's Union Town, Oh, Fable Jesus, City. he's done so there's many. There's a few little, yeah, you know. Right, okay, well, I, I apologize. Few, not too many this decade, but eight. So possibly uh, as many as fifth uh, solo album from, from Tom Morello, He of Rage Against the Machine fame. Now, the I will al- say... Yeah, the last album had featured artists like uh, Knife Party, for example. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. the sample, th- that's where we're going from. Coming from here. Very similar lineup, to be honest with you, of, of style of artists. Um, on the last one, you know, some kind of a sort of zeitgeisty electronic producers, some sort of quite hip, hipster indie singers, and uh-huh. then and then and then some 
sort of stalwart people who have been around forever. And it's the same story on this. Like, this know. was a curiosity for me to pick up. So I, I wasn't yeah. too... I just was like, oh, shit. I, re- I remember seeing kind of a bit, a bit of hype for this. Come yeah. on up. Come on up. It's a weird, uh, it's a weird name. I will say. I, I wasn't sure first whether it was a, a remix edition or a bonus track edition because it's like it's like calling your console the Wii U. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Atlas Underground Fire. Yeah, I believe that was an actual thing that happened historically. Well, then, well, the first one was called the Atlas Underground. Yeah, and this is the fire that happened during All right. that. All right. I don't know. And that's going to be like the Atlas Underground cleanup operation is going to be the exactly. next one. Okay, so all jokes aside, mm-hmm. this is Tom Morello and a, and a roving cast of yeah. celebrity guests. Modern and old and all sorts, right? Yeah. Oh, you get so many weird little bits. It's, 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 you really... Just... It's a real merry-go-round, I yeah. will say. Yeah. There is a, there's a huge amount of stuff on here a huge mm. amount of vibes and moods and energies mm. um it kind of reminds me of the emo- of the sonic whiplash i don't know that you would have gotten from the last baby metal album maybe oh yeah when it comes, to like, about when it comes to like styles and yeah. stuff and i'm saying that as well because harlem hellfighter opens with kind of this this real like edm hitting tomarello beat then a bit of japanese <laughs> shit um, call it what it is dylan that thing starts like a beer ad it's good. literally like cool, crisp, refreshing, full of hops. It's the new Heineken Plus. But has this really cool kind of like it's almost a, a double yeah. time thing with a typical Morello riff what? and a bit of Hatsune Miku. Yeah, I guess it. You know, it, it's fun. It's, 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 it's a fun little hype track. I I'd open to that song, you know. Um, it's a game of two halves that one I think I think yeah, it starts yeah. off like a cheesy Coors Light commercial and then when actually when the Japanese stuff comes in I'm like ooh and then the double time drums I'm like ah, and then it goes back again to the like burr, 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 yeah. you know cool refreshment but Maybe. it's fine I was like what is this well, we, we, a cover of Highway to Hell with with the boss, with the boss. and, and uh, Eddie Vedder. <laughs> the, mo- the gravel yard. Yeah. The vocalist. It's like, amazing. He's been like wheeled out in, in his coffin being like, I'm on a highway to hell. They're like, put him back in. Well, close the, close that the that, of the that would happen if it was Tom Waits. You gotta get the Nosferatu of ra- raspy vocalist ah, yeah, in sure. there as well. Yeah, yeah fair, um, fair, fair, fair. Sadly, he's I don't know what it, I, he's stuck in a vortex somewhere. I don't know where, where Tom Waits is now but it, Yeah, 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 yeah. He became the gravel. Yeah. Um, what I what I, do you think of that one? I think it's pretty good. I really like that. I yeah, think it's, it's a pretty perfect good. choice for that kind of song because mm. yeah, for I, you know I'd rather Eddie Vedder and and Bruce be uh, the vocalist for ACDC yeah than Axel was during that Aww, two year name alone. No, wow. do you hear this? I, I much prefer this over. Okay, this is weird, right? Because. It's like this implies the existence of a Bruce Springsteen that enjoys not only ACDC but also Rage Against the Machine, which I just can't imagine. I can't. Elder statesman, I can. classy, you know, latter day Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, really. Rock doesn't die. Love for rock doesn't die, even wow. though you may be a little deferred. I suppose maybe he thinks that Rage Against the Machine is the cutting edge of rock, even though it's you know twenty years. Or I mean, this is thir- Tom- thirty years. It's, Sorry, it's, since it's the day Tom Morello touching base with stuff. I mean, like. You know, Audio Slave ended in 2006, 2008, ah, yeah. and that was... I love that band. So that's just kind of where I'm at with yeah, it. Yeah, no, 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 no
I, I'm not. I, I like Tom Morello. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge Tom Morello fan. I mm. like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I know most of their stuff, like but not everything. I like some of his drops. Um, um, but it's just a funny track, you know, uh, to listen to. And it was. It was funny because I was like, "Where is the Tom Morello?" Because it's you know, it's a pretty da 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 whatever it is. Um, you know, but but then he's playing it pretty by the books for the most part. And then there's a quiet bit. Um, I was listening to this with Sersha for the first time, and and then it goes quiet, and I was like. I wonder is it going to go wee 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 and then it does and I was like yeah hey, I called this a new bit to it yeah um, but oh, it's, wee woo it's very, it's very much his tone yeah. which is fucking great it's 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 just kind of a telecaster insanity with a whammy pedal yeah yeah, yeah. Um, no it's good it's good I, I think it's a good cover so uh, fair let's play. get this party started uh, everything about that is great except the name what the fuck who calls the song Let's Get the Party Started in 2021? Come uh, on, everybody. I Bring me the horizon. Ollie Sykes does, that's uh, for sure. But I like what he says when he says, he's like, what does he say? Uh, oh, I could, I, does what does he, he say? What, what, does what's, the, what's, what's the what line? The hook in the middle? He's like, I'm, I'm so happy I could die. I'm so happy I could die. <laughs> that's him. So somebody kill me! I was like, I, I like think, that. I think that's, uh, I, like that. I think that's, all of his lyrics for the last yeah, two years. To be I know, honest, I know, but um, yeah, it's fun. Do you know? You don't it's much it's... better than the last Bring Me song. That came oh, out, the last Jesus! Jesus, that's for sure. That song is a car crash. Um, yeah, but this is good. This is really good. No, it is good. It is good. It's, it's a good. combination of the two, and so, it sounds Tomorello and Bring Me. It sounds like bingo. Both, yeah, it's a good. really good melding of the two. Like, as far as the musical ideas, like he was like, I want to do a Bring Me style song, but with my guitar style, and yeah. it sounds exactly that. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, um, I think that song really. Works. And now we're at my favorite song, which is Driving to Texas, which Vantagram. Your favorite song and mine. So, I think so. Yeah, it just does some very interesting atmospheric things, and yeah. no, that that's no thanks to. Full thanks to the Fantagram, actually. Yeah. No, Fantagram are great. Like, I, to be honest with you, it's funny. Fantagram are one of two bands that were recommended to me by a guy whose name I will never forget because his name was Dwayne Reed. Yeah. Um, because I was like, like the pharmacy? And he was like, like the pharmacy. <laughs> um, I met I met him at the uh, Tree of Stars tour the Failure did in New York. So it was yeah. my one and only time seeing Failure. The, um... Um, and he... I was chatting with this guy. He was like, oh, I'm a music journalist. And yeah. He's a lovely guy. And... And I was just talking to you about some bands that I liked. And he said, I've got two bands that I'm obsessed with at the moment. Fantagram and Beast Milk. And Beast Milk, of course, became yeah. Grave Pleasures. Grave Pleasures, yeah. 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 Um, so that, that was so that's where I heard yeah. of Fantagram. And Fantagram went on to... I think we... Did we, did we cover Big Boy's album, The, the Big Boomerverse? Yeah, we did, we did. Uh, with those, and there's two songs on that that have Fantagram yeah. as, as a guest star. I, I think, heard Fantagram, I think, on a... On a um, yeah, they were on the latest uh, uh, Twin Peaks season. Yeah. They were one of the featured artists that was in the bar they are playing. And I was like, oh, this sounds yeah. spooky and ethereal. And great, great sound from them. Yeah, I think Fantagram sort of have a bit of a bit of a metric type vibe yeah, to them. they do. Generally, um, um, I don't listen to their stuff much. But when they are this, featured guests on something, well, it's always good. a slow draw to it. And mm. I, I love when Morello comes in a little later, more audibly. Um, with his with his whammy solo, yeah, the typical yeah, whammy solo. It yeah. sounds really audio slave at that point. Um, I love that. Mm. It's peak Morello for me. And that's this is the one that really is surprising, I think, because it's it's subtle indie electronica. You don't that's not something. I mean, the, the, like the, the first three tracks, Highway to Hell. Very. We just got past Highway to Hell, pretty much. Yeah, we're already at this weird little nugget. It, 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 the whiplash is already setting in, yeah. but. 
it's great, and I and I love. I can't remember exactly. It's like I'm driving to Texas. It's a really good vocal line. It's all a, my exes live in Texas. Live in Texas. <laughs> I'm sitting out by the lake. Um, anyway, but it's it's it's, it's really good. Uh, I think that's a great track. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of that. And then we really get into country. We, then we're real in flavor country with the Warriors. Because I know you hate country and everything it lives for. But what do you think? I hate about country, this one? and yet we both gave Howdy a stellar review that's last time. That's, that's a little different. Yeah. We're, Chris Stapleton is is more kind of classic country. Yes, exactly so. Yeah. How, how do you vibe with that? Well. A little more so? More palatable, I guess, for you? Yeah, no, I. I, I do you know what thing about The War Inside is? This is going to sound weird coming from me, but okay. I kind of wish on that track that Tom Morello would just kind of get out of the way. Like, I think Chris Tableton has an amazing voice and I just think... He's, he gives it socks. The guitar, he really does. Um, but the guitar is sort of just... Almost like he's singing a full rock song. Yeah. Right? Like a real rock song. But the, the guitar is sort of plopped in on top and I... And I'm so impressed by, by by Chris Stapleton's Why performance. Why is Chris Stapleton singing over the Pacific Rim theme? <laughs> Basically, no, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get the point. It's it's a real whiskey swilling kind of yeah beer drinking bar brawl kind of song. Not bar brawl, but it's it, it's it's a sad. It's a it's a I, I, yeah. I, I have no, boots it, and boots and trucks, it, but I have feelings too. It, it's fun because I always know Tom Morello loves his country, and it's nice to see him kind of hone that in a bit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Hold the lines, all right. This is kind of one of the things we. I I don't often think it's the best idea to go through songs track or to go through uh, albums track by track. But there's is... there's no consistency to this. You you have to. Yeah. Um, hold the line is, is straight up garbage. I'm sorry. Whoever grandson is. It's not hold the line. It's hold, hold the line. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's like, not the like, 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 San Andreas it's, one. Yeah yeah yeah. Or I think I think. Um, Ooh. Miami Nights Night Day before is Uncle Hold the Line which is better than this as well <clears throat> but uh, it's super generic he sounds exactly like 21 Pilots it's, I looked I prefer 21 Pilots I prefer particularly their new album by the way which might be the dark horse of the year it's excellent um, but it's 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 not good so moving on Naraka I'm sorry w- uh, w- Mike Posner what are you doing here who's Mike Posner he's the you think you're cooler than me that's all. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's it, it, That's like over a decade ago. It's a bit of a. I actually feel a bit bad now. I read his. I read his Spotify oh. bio, and he's. If you read his Spotify bio, it's it's incredibly um, self-deprecating oh, and self-aware no. and, and and kind of conf- confessional. <laughs> so Have you I, read my bio? On Spotify, yeah. No, it not exists. Yet. It's funny. All right. It's very plain. I'll roast you on the spot on the podcast if you're not careful. Um, it's uh, no, but I'm sorry. Yeah. I think I think uh, I gotta say I think Naraka has that straight up trash like the the trap that mm. thrrr, that the cicada hi hat that yeah. I don't like. He's not a good singer. Like oh, it kind of it, I I went through it pretty quick. It, it, it's it's a little interesting, but it's not too much. It's to a, write on about. it's got a synth setting yeah, that yeah, I would yeah. describe as deep fart. Yeah, deep fart. It's it's not great. Um. Achilles list, fun. Damien Marley. Damien here. Mm, now we're back, right? Damien Marley, here? <laughs> who we who we like from Make, Make It Burn Them, and also his excellent song Road to Zion. And um, also curious, I wonder did his he's got Welcome to Jamrock was his debut album. I wonder was that any influence on Disco Elysium? That's what I want to know. Jam- well, Jamrock is is, is a, a nickname for Jamaica for Jamaica, on yeah. the islands. Mm. Um, 
So probably just connected, not necessarily directly. But uh, no, uh, uh, this really is going to be inspired by multiple countries. France, yes. the islands, Jamaica, Estonia as well. uh, Grenada and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Anyway, Damien Marley sounds awesome. I love the path to totality by Corn Production. <laughs> it's totally that, isn't it? 100%. <laughs> um, it's fast. It's, it's, it's the bloody Beatroots and Zane Lowe. Who, it's Zane good. Lowe, isn't he the host of like X on the Beach or something? Like he's like a... Zane Lowe? He's, Zane Lowe. He's, he's Apple. He's, he's the Apple. Am I thinking, what am I thinking of? No, Zane Lowe is a... Zane Lowe. He's, he's, he's near the Apple... Uh, no, that's, that's Tim Apple. No, Zane, Zane Lowe's radio show. He interviews all the... Yeah, like, he's, he's got a radio show on BBC. Uh, he's a host. Yeah, yeah. No, okay, maybe I'm mixing him up with that. Um, he's New Zealand DJ. I am, yeah. Boom. Yeah, no, I... He's, yeah. he's really fucking insightful. I'm mixing him up, I will say, with somebody you else. Are. You, you, dear listener, will know. But he was on MTV News. I will say that. So I know him from that. And obviously he's, 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 he's big on BBC Radio 1. And I think he's kind of got one of the... Um, one of the big rock shows on, on BBC Radio 1. So. Is that not Zane Lowe, though? That is Zane Lowe. Yeah. No, but I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of the guy who used to... Who used to do you remember... Iggy Pop? Do you remember Rude Tube? Do you remember... Iggy Pop. They all have radio stations no, do, go down. Do you, remember that, do, you, do you remember that show, Rude Tube? Do you remember that? No? You remember no. that? He used no. to host that. Um, I'm sorry, this guy. Do you remember that guy? That's who I thought Zane Lowe was. No. Uh, what's his name? His name is Alex Zane. Oh. Well, you can see the connection, everybody. Alex Zane, Zane Lowe. Cut me some slack, all right? I know who Zane Lowe is now, okay? He's a, he's a DJ, MTV, BBC One, whatever. He's one of the producers, the bloody beat to the other. I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> uh, you know what? Pretty Fuck you all. I'm not cutting this. Um, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I thought Alex Zane was Zane Lowe. But yeah. I know who Zane Lowe is as well. Um, the bloody beat roots, that's, that's, a, that's a throwback. They were like a real thing. Yes. Back in when we were in school, um, and it, it, this is this is it's pretty good. It's pretty pumping. It's pretty pumping. I like it. That which is interesting as well. And it's the best Tom Morello style solo on the record, I think, where he just lets the loose. Fantagram one is good as well. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Night Witch is not Night Witch. <laughs> Night not Night Wish. Kept Night on Witch. connecting it. I was like, oh, Night Wish. Um, Fem. Is, is the name of the artist. She's got a bit of a sort of Halsey, Grimes, Poppy type sound to her, I would say. Yeah. I'd throw her with those. Um, you know, I think it suits her. I think it suits her. I think it's it's it suits his style well, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a huge amount to say about it, but I think it's pretty good. It's all right. I don't have anything to say about that, but I can get I, yourself in love with the ghost. It's quite yeah, a, yeah, that part's fun. Yeah, and she sounds actually almost exactly like Poppy, but that's neither here. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's Charmed, great. I'm sure, is like <laughs> wow. It's it's 2011 all over again. <laughs> My God, dubstepy to the nth degree, right? Straight up, that's just straight up. He bro finally, step. he finally achieved his bro step dream. That. Okay. Now what I, I will say is one. I was ready to come in and I was ready to come in and just like tear this one to shreds. But the thing about it is is it's actually it's quite it's 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 quite well produced. It's a very good facsimile of 2010-2011 dubstep. It gets it. Right, it gets yeah. it. Like the side chaining is on point. There's tons of you know that 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 silence that's so crucial in dubstep. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's cr- it's, it's a lot of it fun. is cringe. And it actually absolutely has the Morello guitar over it. Yeah, and that adds to it. Yeah. Never heard that before. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's cringe, but maybe we're all a little bit cringe. Yes. Um, 
Save Our Souls has Dennis from Refused on it. Yeah, that's... I thought that would be better. But it's... The annoying thing about it is, is it, it's so close to being better. Yeah, because but, you hear him and it's like, oh, shit. You're, but it's not even Dennis's performance. It's more so the fact that I don't understand why the guitar is so processed. It is. Because we're used well, to... If you think back to what Morello said... Morello, like, yeah, but and he likes experimenting with his guitar... Obviously. No, I know. And he does so on this album to varying degrees of success. But I think on that track, all it needed was just literally plug it into an amp. Be more concrete. Mic it up. A bit more raw. Whereas I think... I with, just, yeah. He just wanted to synthesize it a bit more. Yeah. Fuck it. That's, that's fun. Why not? Why not? Yeah, that one he, suffers from the he production. He has so many pedals, I'm sure, that like... Yeah. He is, yeah. But you see, that one is... Say Results is the one that's most... Um, in the uncanny valley of Rage yes. Against the Machine because it is. it's Dennis isn't Zach de la Roja but he's kind of sounds a bit like it yeah and there's a hint of that the guitar the isn't of it. a Rage Against the Machine guitar tone but it kind of could be if you squint so it's a bit lost it ends up yeah the lost. last two tracks are where it kind of falls for me a bit yeah the annoying thing about On the Shore of Eternity I wish it was better but and I the don't concept think, of, of a, like, a, like a type of music, right? Yeah, I don't think Trying it's from... the fault of Sama Abdelhadi, the, no, the, the, no. the artist, who's, who's really interesting unique, unique and inspirational um, Palestinian DJ. But it's not her fault that that song doesn't work. I think it's... It drags a bit. Oh, it's so long. But I guess club stuff has to kind of drag. But you know what club stuff doesn't have? Mm. Tom Morello going, wee, 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 over the top. I just, I, that's I, another I, track where I'm like, the guitar is serving yeah, they're, no they're, purpose here. For Tom, sure, there's always space for a bit of that. But yeah. if you want to have the eight minutes exclusively for that solo. Yeah. Uh, it sounds a bit too improv you know? Uh, it's just, yeah, it's this kind of, it just doesn't quite work. You know, the, 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 like the electronics part of it are going for one sort of sparse, minimalist thing. And then Tom Morello's sort of giving it Metallica instrumental vibes. Kinda. It's, it's, it doesn't But he's trying to be gel. hypnotic with it, but it's a bit too biting to be hypnotic mm. and trance-like. Yeah, but then you can't sit back and really give it the space that it needs to breathe because otherwise, what have you done? How have you justified your paycheck? You know, how, how have you justified the na- your naming yeah. on the cover of the CD? <laughs> and that is the, that is the fundamental issue, I think, with this is that every artist almost puts too much of their own stamp on their track. And Tom Morello is relegated to a supporting role in nearly nearly everywhere. Yeah. Um. He he he's very much playing second fiddle to the the featured guests True. rather than them singing on his songs. Yeah, but thankfully, a lot of this hits more than it misses. Now that I'm looking back at it, I think it hits about as much as it misses. Mm. I I, I the way you've been talking about it, I think it's it's sixty forty. Yeah, maybe it's maybe it's sixty forty. I think driving to Texas is great. I think I, like I go back to that song. I would live. Yeah, no, I go, go back, back to driving to Texas. First yeah. four songs I go back to actually. To be honest, Harlem Hellfighter, Take Your Leave. I think I think the Fandergram song is good. I think the Bring Me song is good. Um, I think you know there's there's a few in the middle that are pretty good. I think the Bloody Beetroot song is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah the Damien Murray song is, is excellent. Um, I think there's enough on here for me to give it a six. I would say, but probably no more. That's where that's where I, that's where I'm at with it. Uh, yeah six yeah cool. agree Can't and agree. what's your I mean that, there is there is a few really good songs on it like what's your favourite track um I drove in Texas right I'm gonna drive in Texas yeah I'll, I'll take I'll, then I'll take um, the Achilles list <laughs> yeah. 
All right, it's, it look, looks like it looks like your back is in bits. So let's, no, it's fine. It's fine. Let's, let's keep going. Um, that is uh, the Atlas Fire. Oh no, sorry, the Atlas Underground Fire by Tom Morello. I'd um, like to go back to the other one. I, it's been a while since I listened to that one. It's, it's been, been almost four. It's been almost four years actually. Um, yeah, by all means, you you were you were free to do that. <laughs> hey, it has a RZA on it. <laughs> RZA? Yeah, it has a RZA on it and and GZA. Uh, the last song great yeah it's fun can't wait I want to remember um, okay last new album of the week Perihelion is the debut long way to debut solo not solo sorry the long way to debut album by the band Sungazer um, which comprises Adam Neely and Sean Crowder so if you're in music theory YouTube sort of I, I recognise you yeah you, you, I get the reference you get the reference um, yeah so so Adam Ian and Sean Crowder are two music theory YouTubers, and that's how I've come to know this band. You know, Adam Neely, but well, Adam Neely specifically, to be honest with you. Um, I've been following him for a couple of years. He he posts really, really interesting, well-considered videos about all sorts of things, you know, microtonal music or sea shanties or <laughs> you know or the girl okay. from Ipanema this makes sense now. or whatever he, or, or or what's the slowest beat that the hu- on a human brain can perceive as a beat you know that kind of thing this um, all makes sense now listening to this yes right exactly so so he he, he he really enjoys playing with the boundaries of music and, and he's he's a bass player yeah. that's, he's the bass in the band but he's also yeah. he's a bass player and, and, a, and a kind of penis um <clears throat> so what what they try to do with this record, from what I've heard on his YouTube channel, is that they've, they've sort of tried to not give every song a sort of a gimmick or a theme, but there are certain things that they tried to do. Like on Threshold, they tried to make a song that was simultaneously slow and fast at the same time. I so love that, that. I so love that so much. The meter is actually really slow. But what Sean Crowder is playing on the hi hat and the snare, sixteenths, the they're making it a little bit more super, super, super fast. And what he said was, in the live environment, they wanted to see how people would dance to it, and it turns out that people split the difference and they sort of dance roughly in the middle. Um, and then on Machina, there was a feeling of a car changing gears, so the the kick drum would stay would stay as yeah. the engine, but the, the, the hi hat and snare would slow down. Or there, speed there's up. a sense of samba to it. Yeah, in a weird way, uh, it reminds me a lot of um, a guy Epoch. I think I mentioned him before. Oh, he did the yeah. Paradise Lost soundtrack. Yeah, great musician, and um, kind of reminds me of that city pop. Yeah, very very video game, very city city pop. So that's why I can oh. make that comparison. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. For hundred percent, I think City Pop is is definitely a big influence on this. Or sorry, Paradise Killer. That's the name. Ah, uh, yes. Game, not Paradise Lost. And then lastly, just in terms of ones that I can think of off the top of my head, um, all these people, ha- is them trying. You, you've seen those meme videos where, uh, you know, you know, you, you know when a drummer will try and play along with you know a scene from a movie or something. You've seen that before, yeah, right? I but, know the Irish drummer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah. So so basically, turning free-flowing speech into a rhythm yeah drumming to Peter Griffin falling on a staircase yeah that sort of thing um, so, um, so, so that's, that's such a, a, a astonishingly inspiring song um, yeah. a lot of these songs just open up a whole new that's yeah. the biggest compliment I can give off the bat to this yeah. is that each song just gets me to a different thought plane of music yeah um, which I love last time I had that was probably the last ADBC Shank album and that's been quite a while since. Wow, that is high praise indeed. Yeah, so this is high kind of indeed. this is kind of like Adabisi Shank through the lens of 
God, what kind of band? I guess, I guess a um, like I was well, gonna say like, yeah, uh, like Genesis or something. Pliny meets yeah, sure, yeah. There, because there's a lot of Pliny on this as well, especially with the last song. Yeah. <laughs> so some guys are where in their EPs a little bit gentier, I would say. There's Definitely a bit of that on here. the light, the light that the sort of more um, what were they called? Uh, disperse and. Yeah. Rather than you, the, you hear some kaleidoscopic synth mixed with the bass yeah. dueling, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Mario stuff. There's a huge. I mean, really, there's an absolutely huge amount of synth on this record. Actually, to be honest with you, this record is way, way more electronic than I expected it to mm-hmm. be. Um, cool. It relies really heavily on electronics. It does have hint, It does have hints of the prog rock. Yeah. Background, right? Yeah. Totally. Um, like 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 on on threshold, I it, it's almost got like this, and this it goes throughout the throughout the album. There's like a eighties adult contemporary like Lionel Richie, Phil Collins, Simply Red, yeah, that sort of thing in the synth tones that are used, um, and per- maybe some of the hooks. Yeah, and Perihelion, the actual song, yeah, uh, has this great kind of Genesisy, uh, yeah, du- dual. Uh, uh, well, is this staccato? I guess it would be. Uh, kind of everything's followed. The yeah, 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 staccato. Yeah, everything's following that in in in, in, in sync. It's yeah, yeah, they do that quite a bit. I think on yeah, on Perihelion, like that's nuts. probably one of the ge- nuts. the gentier moments. Like there's like an animals as leaders bit, which yeah. is quite cool. And then at the end of thick, which ha, <laughs> huh, it's a bit meme tacular for me as a song. But I think the ending where it goes full... Well, like, it got thick, dude. <sighs> it, it broke the bass. It's like a subwoofer exploded yeah. and they decided yeah. to keep recording. It's like... Is fun. <laughs> Aud- it's an audible venture. It's like Atari Teenage Riot meets John Cage or something. It goes really yeah. fucking weird at the end. It, it made me scratch my chin and that was, that's yeah. what I'll give it. Um, I do feel a bit bad for the, the person. I, I, I think I can picture her. He, she's sort of a regular on the show, but... But I, I feel that bad for her. I feel they did her a bit dirty with just taking a what's clearly a voice note that was sent to apologize for not showing up to a recording session. And then they turned it into sort of this meme sample, you know, where she's saying, I, I don't feel great today. My vocal cords are just a little thick. And they're like, thick, 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 thick. It's <laughs> like, oh my God. Does she know? Or I'm she, sure she gave yeah, her Yeah, I'm sure. That's fine. As long as that's the case, oh, then yeah. you're in for a meme. Fuck it, it's fun. But 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 what I'm saying is, I like that song so much that I like the fact that it's, it, like it's most just most a little thick, heavy. I'm just the whole time of it. Well, sort of it, it just reminds me of you know other big beat artists yeah. like um, um, fucking um, Fatboy Slim, who record yeah, their, who just records their friends doing drugs yeah, and yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a little bit about an Apex Twin as well. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the peak of this album for me is Lunar. Yeah, Lunar's awesome. Lunar yeah, is Lunar. astonishingly good. Yeah. It's like very peaceful opening, mm. kind of morning dew sound, then it gets into <laughs> a bit of a groove. Yeah. You know, the sax. Like the bass sax chords. Oh, we love bass chords. Bass chords. Uh, yeah. Some stunning sax appears yeah. later on. Yeah. I don't, know if we, I don't know if that's actual sax or if No, it's real sax. Or if they're using the, um, the sexy sax plugin that no. I use. Great, great. Great plugin. I would highly advise that. Sexy sax man. No, it's a real. Big sa- it's a real. That you press to get the sexy sax, and it's the best sax you'll ever hear on. And does it go? It's incredible. Amazing. Now this is a real sexy sax man. A real life sexy sax man. It goes quite Mars Volta at, at one point, which, it I, does. which I loved. Um, and I really think the ending that I don't know if it's Glockenspiel or xylophone or what it is, but some sort of mallet-based instrument. And yeah, sorry, sensual sax. Sensual sax, beautiful. 
by um, contact. Sexual sex, that's gas. But uh, there's, a, there's a really catchy kind of xylophone bit and the drums just play with the meter. It slows, they slow down, they go half time, then they go sort of 1.5. Yeah, and... Just uh, a sex on the giant button. So yeah. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, great. Yeah, that's um, great. But yes, yeah, it's the great. Double, the I double time that. change is really, really fucking. The drumming on this album is insane. It kind of it breaks your brain a bit, um, but in a good way. Yeah, there was one band that I showed you recently that was like a trio that had some insane bass, guitars to it. Yeah, can't find the name for life of me, but yeah, really good. Um, I think a song with no words really put me in the mindset of mm-hmm. um, Portico Quartet. Yeah. I'm which glad I got that in there as well. Which is which is lovely. I had a feeling this album was going to hit there at some point. Yeah, yeah. One thing I do kind of wait right. So here's my. I have one issue with this album because I think yes. I think musically it's absolutely fantastic, start to finish. I, I think Adam Yeeting has a really great command of chords and everything, and he, he talks about it all the time. But one thing I don't understand that they do all over this album is like the auto tune vocals. I don't. Sometimes it makes I like sense, it. but I, like I it. no. I think it's. I think it. I mean, and, you know, they're going. They're going for a certain sound and they're sticking to it. Yeah, I don't know why they've committed to that sound. It just to well, me. The same reason why do Daft Punk stick to the same? No, vocals. Daft Punk. It's vocoder. But now, now, now they've changed it up a bit. And then they, yeah, and on Random Access Memories, I'll give you an example, right? So on, on the dark. Okay. You've had this before with certain bands, like uh, um, certain bands I've brought to the show that you've been like. Ah, uh, I can't stand the same vocal or thing over and over again. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just like Messy Smile, for example. Who? Messy Smile. You you had the same oh. kind of gripe. You had the same gripe. Yeah. You liked oh, yeah. some of the music, but but then the 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 coat vocal yeah. kind of it got to you. I guess to me on the dark right. There's a brilliant. They've got a brilliant guest. Yeah. It's a it's a lovely vocal part. I just think that a lot of the timbre and a lot of the personality of it is robbed yeah. and you can tell because then there's this sort of wall of harmony section where clearly she's singing totally unprocessed and it sounds phenomenal yeah you can, you can hear it but it's like two octaves down stuck somewhere where you know it rather shouldn't be for too long yeah or at least you know get them both there yeah like on Cytheria in the last track yeah, again there's a there's more kind of the, of this auto-tune kind of emo rap style vocal but then the guy like comes in with his normal voice and uh-huh. it's beautiful. I'm sort of going. It is. Adam I know has has he's done like multiple kind of videos about you know auto tuning classic singers and going like it's clearly something is being robbed here and I know he's doing it for effect. There's no doubt in anyone's mind that this is all being pitch corrected and, and fucked and glitched and and chopped yeah. and screwed. But it's what he does. I just wonder like does it necessary? Like the music is already kind of spacey enough. I don't think you need to. Is that, the I mean, is anything necessary? Well, when you're throwing out the rule book of stuff, yeah, who's you know, you know is the song served by it? I suppose like would yeah. would the song be better if yeah, you just let this it, it, excellent singer just sing in the normal voice? I don't know, maybe. I think it's just experimenting either way. It's just yeah. experimenting for the sake of it, and it's it's um, I'll give it that. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure he's a reason. He 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 may even he may even decide to you know to, to sort of explain because um, it's such a it's such a big feature of the record but that's the only thing that I, I don't like about this I think musically it's it's it's. why would really I good. do it I would do it to give it a layer to a mm. typical voice mm. or, or just kind of voice you'd expect yeah I, I'd like you know to surprise the vocalist yeah. with something a bit more inhuman 
Yeah. Um, and and otherworldly, which is album is a lot of that stuff, and I guess yeah. he wants the voices to be like that as well, as beautiful as they are. Yeah. With their with their, uh, um, uh, standard human <laughs> tones, like you know, that's yeah. that's my logic towards why he chose that. I think yeah, I think I think it's a probably a pretty pretty accurate argument. Um, but that's you know, it's just not it's not to my taste. But apart from that, I think uh, I enjoy everything on here. Fine. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. It's thick kind of grosses me out a little bit. <laughs> it, it really goes for it, doesn't it? Really goes for it. Um, but like, like spamming the thick button. Yeah, at thick, one point, thick, 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 but he doesn't really he doesn't he doesn't go too theatrical. I think with his bass playing, like he could really. He could just he could have spent every song going like, but he doesn't. He, he, it's like that Richard Simmons robot. That, yeah, that yeah, assaults, yeah. Assaults Mr. Burns. Shake, 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 even mm-hmm. if they were doing mm-hmm. fucking insane stuff with the drums, mm-hmm. something gave a groove. That the something is giving a groove at all times, and I think they succeed. It's it's groovy. I love that. It's great. Sometimes you just get that accidentally, you know. Yeah. If you want too many song ideas in one, just kind of get a groove, and you can do anything else. Yeah. Crap launch. Absolutely, I I like this. I like this a lot. Um, I it's give, great. It's a nine, dude. Oh, I fucking love this, dude. I probably I'm probably at an eight myself. But I know I will go back to this. Um, Lunar is one of my all-time favorites of this year. Oh, as, as, as far as song go, songs yeah. go, Lunar's awesome. The sax, dude. The sax. Um, I would probably, probably. I think I think I'll probably do Threshold. I think Threshold is awesome. Mm. Great opener. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. Um, that's great. It's Perihelion by Sungazer, and as I say, this is I suppose the second. Uh, like video based or you know like Matt Heavey's a streamer and, and well no three actually because Matt Heavey's a streamer Pink Panthers is a TikToker and, and uh, Adam is a YouTuber as is John Carter so the corners of the internet will our final uh, artist this week be a YouTuber the answer is no, no. as we step I know, I know I know for a fact that he's not you you explain this artist yeah. because I, I sort of know his backstory but I sort of don't yeah well you so know interesting stuff to it right? let's go into it so we'll take a step back in time and pop into our time machine and we're gonna f- fly all the way back to October of last year so a year ago basically um, and live forever by Barty Strange Am I slightly cheating? Uh, because I just did. We didn't get around to covering this album last year. I no, I, I think I'm gonna discover it a year, a, a, a month or two too late. There's plenty. Of no, but no, I, I think it's worth going back to because I think um, I think this is a really this album is a really interesting talking point. So it's it's Live Forever by Barty Strange. Barty Strange um, has a very interesting kind of backstory, and it was something that I heard. So this came to me through the algorithm. I'm pretty sure. Um, and, I, and the song that, that the song that was recommended to me was Mustang, and I was like, "Oh, this is a bit of me." Like this, this is, is, yeah, wow. Okay. Contrary to what you were coming in for. So I might as well just I might just read it a little clip version of his bio because it's super interesting. So it's, Barty's strange mother was an opera singer. His dad served in the military for decades. He travelled widely for his parents' jobs. Born in Ipswich, England in 1989, his family also did stints in Germany, Greenland, and a number of states across America before he hit his 12th birthday. Wow, Greenland's a fucking 
crazy, right? When they settled in Mustang, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, though Barty's mother shepherded him through formal music training and voice as a teenager, he and his friends fixated on the blooming hardcore and emo scene of the Midwest and Deep South, drawing inspiration from bands such as At The Drive-In, Norma Jean, At The Drive-In, twice, whoever wrote this has made a typo, uh, Me Without You, Cap and Jazz, Bright Eyes in American Football. Around this time, Barty started playing guitar. And here's what gets interesting. In true DIY punk fashion, this consumption turned into production. In middle school, Barty's began producing music for friends with a small project studio he built out of a Tascam 388, oh. the family computer, and a pirated copy of FL Studio. Through AOL Instant Messenger, Barty's connected with old friends in the UK who brought him up to speed on a new world of sonic influence led by Block Party, yes. Burial, yes. Robin, yes. and Scream. Block, block Party. Block Party. Uh, college and a half decades in the Brooklyn connected him with the rising indie scene, particularly favourites like Bonnie Vare, TV on the radio, the, Frank Ocean. Stop stealing my points. James <laughs> Blake. I know, but it's all in the fucking bio. King Cruel, uh, Japanese Breakfast, Mr. Mankimbi Mitsuki, uh, uh, Tao Nguyen, and The National. Giving him a crash course in lyrical entry. If an artist could sound like the the exactly center point of every for. single artist I just mentioned, yeah. it's Barty Strange. They have their list and they know their technical <laughs> yeah. in that session. That's exactly this band. He's he uh, he's, he's a solo artist. So yes. He does it all himself. Okay. I mean, they, they, well, they, live how is it? Is it a, no, there's contributors. Exactly. There's a live band, but he, he's he's a solo artist. Um, I just found it a, a really interesting listen, right? Because I knew. Mustang, which is one thing, right? So Mustang is this kind of early killers glam indie thing. Um, it's just this mm. huge and Kelly Okariki, like it's got this big block party chorus. It's great, right? And I was like, it's pure Kelly vocals. Oh, I was like, I want to hear more of this. And then you know, then and then I heard Boomer, and I was like, okay, that's kind of more that DIY indie punk thing. It's it's a bit more straightforward, more like a sort of a Beach Bunny Best Coast type thing. Yeah. And then you get into the album, you're like. What yeah. can't this guy do? He just who, who are you feeling? Free Kelly <laughs> Rowland. Free Kelly Rowland. Um, yeah, like he does trap featuring Armand Hammer, not Army Hammer. No, 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 not Army Hammer. Not Superman or or whatever. Or no, no, no. The 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 the, the hip hop duo, um, Armand Hammer. Armand Hammer. But uh, yeah, so there's there's like pretty <laughs> there's like pretty dodgy trap. Let's be honest, it's pretty dodgy trap track. <laughs> there's this post punk. Yes. This post rock. There's like kind of Grunge. like crowd. There's kind of kraut rock. Yes. Like early electronic music. Um, you know, you've got like some horrorcore, horrorcore rap on one of the tracks. Yeah, uh, he does da- very fucking weird. He does like Damien Rice style acoustic. That's moss blurred, right? Is the is the horrorcore kind of? Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like the clipping or something. It's so heavy. It's very weird. Um, and then and then and then he has yeah like sort of Robin style sad bangers at the end yeah ghostly kind of it's literally called ghostly ghostly um hypnotic kind of you're drowning in a smoky town of of, of yeah. spoken word stuff it's very weird but I like it I yeah I just I think then this this album yeah. came in for some very positive reviews so that kind of what that's what piqued my interest as well and 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 I, I and I yes. suppose I wanted to know what the hype is about and I love that he is like, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's about identity. I can see that. And w- I can see how it, much it, of this is my identity, and how much of this is an identity that I, I adopted, and how much yeah. of this is like it's my good. experience and my heritage and all yeah. that sort of stuff. You kind of get with Black Party as well, like yeah. like how much of this is is the black identity, how much of this is the white identity yeah. in music, and it. I I, I think 
no holds barred. It just goes for all of it. Goes for all of it. Yeah, because there's there's some truly there's goes some for all of it. like yeah, like you said, there's like no. there's a Kelly Okariki uh, influence. There's a fucking um, what's his name? The guy from uh, what's the guy from uh, Mars Volta? Cedric. Oh, yeah, Cedric. Yeah, yeah. Cedric, there's like, yeah, yeah. There's like, there's like a Cedric influence. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, oh, the guy from American Football, whatever his name is, yeah. Aaron or whatever his name is. And then you get like, but then also oh, like the white side is 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 yeah. like uh, Kings of Leon esque. Yeah, points. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the black side is like is like John Legend or something, yes, or, yes. or like or like Marvin Gaye. I mean, there's some there's some there's some incredibly soulful vocals on this. I think. Like on Flagey God, like the, it, it's so weird because it, it starts off with that dum dum dum, and it's so minor and, and threatening. And then when his voice comes in, he, it's like this buttery smooth, it's so smooth it sounds like a sample. You know the way you hear like a really smooth yeah, soul it, sample on a, on a 90s dance track? That's what it sounds like. It's amazing. Yeah, it's very outcast, kind of. Yeah. Like the smooth, the smoother vocals, of yeah. course. Um, one of my favorite tracks. I want to say my favorite tracks of the year. It's it's not from this year, but but Stone Meadows is just exceptional. I think that's the one. I was like very like if Kings of Leon were good. Yeah, I. That's an interesting. If Kings of Leon were good, what I have it down is real blast beat energy, which because of what I was saying, really the best of those bands that were playing like local gigs in Dublin around some of 2007, 2008, 2009 had something kind of magical about them where they combined some indie rock and post-punk and alternative rock and sort of a little bit of synthesizer but but with huge kind of block party inspired choruses. And then Stone Meadows is all of that but with this really singular personality at the the centre of it and you're kind of going, what? This is like the best thing ever. I think it's so good. Um, in a cab kind of reminds me of really from if you remember that record we covered like oh, yeah. that kind of emo trumpet mixed with like emo trumpet emo, emo trumpet mixed with some really cool kind of guitar like almost a sort of post-rocky guitars great stuff Free Kelly Roland is probably the only misstep I would say it's a bit like it's alright it's alright it's, it's, it's whiplash it's yeah it's, it's funny for an album that has so much variety in it but and I'm including my spirit in that as well it has to have all right yeah everything yeah, else yeah yeah yeah. that's the one that to me just goes okay like even it, like the album is super cons- even though it's not con- consistent there is a it's cohesive there is hip hop elements all the way through it you know what's super but, not okay though with this record because okay. if you think about the, the vast majority of it right like tracks sure. think about the, think, what, what, are the, what are the rock tracks on this like you know yeah Jealousy is a little bit more Tom York than it is you know like an actual rock track, but the, the sort of Indian rock tracks on this album are Jealousy, Mustang, Boomer, In a Cab, Stone Meadows, uh, Flage of God is, is electronic, and Mossbird is kind of hardcore rap, but then Far and is two, acoustic two, rock. Yeah, Fallen For You Fallen is For You. Same kind of, like, follows the same in suit. Yeah, so Elliot Smith. Um, and then, yeah, Fair Enough Go See. But so, so seven out of the, like, I don't know, 11, 12 tracks, and it's classified as hip-hop. You're kind of going, mm. Did, would it, there's like tiny tiny bits of hip hop and this this is an indie rock record uh, or an alternative rock record or at a stretch electronic yeah it's it's not quite as, as it's a, not as a hip hop album you're just yeah. saying that because I can argue like the, the what's it the Nevermen one that album that had like 
Mike Patton, the guy from TV and Radio. I think I've heard of this, yeah. Yeah, it's such a fun... Uh, we'll cover it next time on the album. Yeah, but uh, that was a smorgasbord. I could classify that as hip-hop. This, yeah. this is not... It's, not, it's, it's just not. It's two, just not. Two, two, two tenths of it is... And there's yeah. certain vocal stylings that do go with that. Even on the acoustic stuff that, that can be... Yeah. Um, of the hip-hop persuasion, certainly... But it's just it's but just it's really. just funny what 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 qualifies I guess and it doesn't it matter is, what genre yeah, this album is yeah. and he, and he even talks about that on Mustard where he sort of says you know like you know, we're getting put in boxes or whatever and it's yeah, like exactly. it, but really you know I think uh, it's it's just it doesn't all hit but I just think there's such a genuine love for music on it's this sweet and sincere especially with the I love the acoustic stuff yeah yeah kind of deserty stuff. Yeah, it's it's very it sort of reminds me of when Biffy go acoustic a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, a simple acoustic guitar, but it's it's not not dumb simple. It's <laughs> it's simple, but the chords he's choosing are very thoughtful. Yeah, um, you know, I think the only maybe the only the only song I could probably maybe do with that is "Falling for You." I think that one is uh, yeah, it's all right. It's all right. I think it goes on a little long. Yeah, um, and I don't think it does anything that Fire doesn't do better. The previous exactly. track, um, exactly. which actually does kind of build to a crescendo. So I would have sequenced that a bit better. Yeah, yeah, potentially. But I think Ghostly is a fantastic closer. You know, the, yeah. like the production, especially after two like low key acoustic tracks, to have those raindrops and synthesizer kind of kinda thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's this that kind of weird vocoder that comes in again. I'm not, I'm not against vocoder. I think that sounds awesome in that track, um, and yeah. It has the Robin Can't wait vibes. till you have a vocoder in one of your songs. Clearly, you know, well, yeah. Give me so much shit. Yeah, you should. You should absolutely should. Even if it's just Barry on the vocoder or whatever. I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah. Ula, that's lit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, hopefully you can agree with me that that Mustang is just a, an all-timer, right? Yeah, it's absolute. Ding, ding, Pedal to the metal. It's great. Yeah. It's just... So much fun. Oh, it's so... Reminds me of Block Party of your... Yeah, oh, so much. Not last album, Blackberry. That was no, like four albums ago, five albums ago. Yeah, long time ago. We used to sell them to Ireland sometime. Yeah, we do. We used to sell them. Or the four. Or six. Yeah, four is good. Oh, oh, the, the one called four. four. Yeah, the one yeah, with yeah. The, the circle, the rings of color. I think that I think I dropped off on what was it called Trojan or Taurus? <laughs> what the fuck was the one before that called? Uh... I thought it was. So it goes. A week, it goes. Silent Alarm weekend in the city, and then like. It's either called like Taurus or Trojan or something like that. It's a T. It's the one, um, I, the one before the four. Intimacy. Intimacy. What the go? There's a song called. Yeah, intimacy. The song like, called uh, Taurus. Mercury. Trojan, Trojan horse. horse. There it is. Yeah, tell, uh, and and talons. Talons. All right, cool. I was close enough. That's a good one. Yeah. No, that's pretty good too. I think. I think. I think probably the sweet spot with Bob Party's weekend in the city. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. Um. Barty Strange, I think, uh, flying the flag for Mustang, Oklahoma. He's he's based in DC, right? So he just has all the credentials. He's from kind of the Midwest, uh, where all the best emo is from. And then he's based out of DC, where all the best post-hardcore is from. He's got an amazing voice, which is professionally trained. He's clearly got a really eclectic taste in music. Um, I cannot wait to hear what he does next, based on this. Yeah, I mean, you could only... I, I want to see him kind of do half and half or maybe yeah i'm sure there's more in his in his um utility belt of of indie slash there must be so that's more i'm sure there's much more there that we haven't even tackled 
sure there's a bit of grunge up his sleeve as well. Who knows? Absolutely. I, I think I think he could probably he could meander further down the emo track as well. I think you know there's there's only hints at it here. You know there's a lot there's a lot of that sort of British indie yeah. sound, but you know and there's a lot of kind of the electronic influence. But yeah, I mean more of Stone Meadows. Like I would I would listen to a whole a whole album of those. Um, like I'm not sure it's quite. The finished article, just because it's 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 so eclectic, but so much of it hits that um, I just thought it was worth bringing in. Yeah, it's delightful, introspective. It's very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh no, of course. Uh, yeah, just I haven't the, really heard like anything. Uh, last year, I didn't really cover stuff like that. No. No. No, we really felt like, it felt like a throwback, but also a nice look to the future. And I really hope that Barty Strange is yeah. here to stay because I think he's a really interesting and unique artist that I want to hear more from so nice um, what is your track um probably uh Mustang yeah I'll take um I'll take Stone Meadows yeah. uh, God is good as well yeah I was gonna say close second is Flagey God it's just do 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 it's so uh creepy yeah I like the <laughs> and melodically weird um alright that is Live Forever not the Oasis song the album by Barty Strange uh, really well accomplished debut album from, from that artist from last year so while we're checking out um, that is all we've got time for this week I'm yeah. afraid but uh, it's been it's been fun as it always delightful truly delightful yeah. um, and some albums definitely worthy of your time I think my pick of the week this week is probably Pink Panthers um, I can believe that I'm guessing you're I'm guessing you're Sun Gazer yeah Pink Panthers is like I can take a shower and it'll be, yeah. I it, it will be done halfway through. <laughs> you want them just for me, 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 me. I'm just like washing the hair yeah. or whatever. Actually, I need a shower, so that's yeah. probably what I'll put on <laughs> when I'm in the shower. Shower to the Doom Eternal soundtrack last night. It was Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's the most intense. Rip and soak. <laughs> stressful shower. Yeah, it was fun. Damn near tore at my asshole. Gotta get those shower speakers. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, they're I, good. They're good. I, I, really I have a waterproof speaker that I bring really with me good. into the shower because I can't help but stuff every possible moment of my day with Highly contacts. recommend if you want to just rip and tear the fucking... Please don't take medical advice from this man. Yeah. He's not a professional. <laughs> just a soap bucket. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Um, if you're looking for us, you will find us quite easily. We're the only kill shuffle on the internet. So we are, wherever thankfully. you search for us, you will find us. Um, and we look forward to talking to you very soon about some new albums from the likes of Don Biffy Clyro. Oh, I mean, there's a whole I said lot. it, but you were thinking it. Yeah. Don Clyro, <laughs> Biffy Don, Broco. Don Clyro, Biffy, <laughs> Biffy Broco. Um, and, and honestly, tons more. I don't even want to commit to anything because there's just no, so much out. I will. It's going to be Don Broco. Oh, you know, we'll be covering Don Broco, don't you? Fuck. And Biffy Clyro. Those, those two are shoe-ins. Um, everything else will leave a mystery. But in the meantime, please look after yourselves. And, you know, if you can... Go to a gig because I think it's a league. Oh, it's every time I die record. Every time I die record, it's called it's called Radical Dude. They had a song called Revival Mode. They did have <laughs> they a song. Did. It's, it's really good too. Yeah, I know. It's really good. Uh, not the inspiration for the name, no, but um, or maybe subconscious. Mine was better. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen. Look after yourself. Go, go to a gig. Can't. Bye bye. <laughs>